0: The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello there, I'm your host Peter Strachan. Welcome to Stockhead's podcast session. Detection of coronary heart disease has proven to be a problematic process for the medical technology. Most people who suffer an incident have previously shown little sign of any problem. Non-clinicians and co-founders of Artria, John Constantopoulos and John Barrington, have taken a big data approach to detection of this condition with promising results. To tell us about the technology, we're delighted to welcome co-founder and managing director of Artria, John Barrington AM. John, I know that you've been involved in data mining through your career, so I'd first like to hear about the path that you've taken and the journey that led you to this Salix technology and thus Atria. Yes, well, it
1: was off the back of that big data background you mentioned, Peter, that co-founder and my business partner, John Constantopoulos, and I spent 18 months researching the medical arena, and the use of artificial intelligence technologies, particularly in imaging, and through that, and assessing CT scanning of the heart in particular, we came to the understanding that um, the current approaches have failed over a long period of time to reduce the risk of death through heart attack, and it's in fact 9 million people per annum die from heart attack, and coronary artery disease affects 126 million people worldwide. The cost to the United States economy alone is $219 billion. So there was a big unsolved problem there with a lot of big data, perfect for the application of artificial intelligence, or more specifically, deep learning and machine learning algorithms.
0: Yeah, so you bought your sort of focus on data mining in many areas to this uh, task. And perhaps we could explore the background and history of coronary heart disease detection just for the layman and the need for better prediction of individual uh, threats. The condition
1: is uh, generally uh, assessed through there's multiple modalities, echocardiograms, MRI. The gold standard is... CT scans. Um, It's a CCTA scan, a coronary angiogram, which is ideal for assessing the anatomy of the heart. And we will go on and assess blood flow within the coronary arteries as well. And I'll come back to that in a moment. CT scanning has been around for um, uh, some five or six decades. The principal focus of the detection and reporting of coronary artery disease is around calcification, the hard plaque in the coronary arteries, and on stenosis, the consequent narrowing of those arteries. However, a major predictor of heart attack and death is the presence of a soft plaque known as vulnerable plaque. It's so named because it is vulnerable to rupture within the coronary arteries and cause heart attack. The challenge with vulnerable plaque is that it is inordinately difficult to identify with the human eye, with the naked eye, whereas the machine is assessing pixels. And so the Arteria salix deep learning algorithms can detect not only the calcification and report calcium score, and the stenosis, but importantly also the vulnerable plaque and do so within 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, so that's a, it's really a, a plumbing uh, problem that you're looking for and this vulnerable plaque hasn't really been able to be detected at, by the naked eye and, and so you're, you're using this artificial intelligence to, you know, basically a second derivative of the problem of having that vulnerable plaque there, looking at the plumbing through a heart. Yes, and it is rare that
1: vulnerable plaque is reported. It does require special training for the clinicians, uh, and some do, but it takes uh, a great deal of time. And of course, the radiologists with an ageing population um, and increasing health conditions are under extraordinary time pressure. And so therefore,
0: as I say, vulnerable plaque is not, not generally reported. So how's the artery that- Uh, Technology being developed and how is it being tested now?
1: We have developed it all in house. Um, All the intellectual property is owned by Artria. We've developed it in Perth, Western Australia, in conjunction with our chief medical officer, Professor Gurush Dwivedi, who is a globally recognised researcher in Vulnerable Clark and a practicing cardiologist. Our medical advisor, Dr. Abdulrahman Idahid, is as I say, is on our team, and we've also assembled a arguably world-class team of AI data scientists who've developed the algorithms. We've tested those algorithms um, against a data set that was made available to us by our medical imaging partner, Envision Medical Imaging, who gave us access to more than 20,000 CCTA scans against which, as I say, we have uh, trained, uh, tested
0: and validated the algorithms. So you've basically back-tested the technology, uh, you know, and the EnerVision Medical know the outcomes and you're going to see whether you can detect if there was a problem, you know, as which was then later detected, you know, by the medical imaging.
1: That's correct, Peter. And um, of course, accuracy and the evidence around the accuracy is very important. We're running, our target is is 90% um, accuracy. We're running uh, above that for the calcium scoring, uh, 92% accuracy, for instance, in the assessment of stenosis greater than uh, 50%. So all the way through, we are measuring and assessing the accuracy of the algorithms. One of the great benefits that accrues from artificial intelligence, of course, is that it learns as it progresses, And so it improves over time.
0: Yeah. So you've just announced that you've uh, entered into your first. Market pilot with Envision Medical Imaging. How long does this will this trial proceed, and does the company have other plans for further development and commercialization of the technology? Yes,
1: we're piloting with Envision in Perth, and that will progress over the next month ahead of going into um, full use. Um, having said that, um, there people at Envision are using it on a daily basis and we are undertaking training today with two interstate radiology chains and we are talking with multiple other state-based radiology practices and national chains for pilot use this calendar year ahead of uh, full commercial use early in uh, 2022.
0: Yeah, so you're you're sort of Six to twelve months away from from rolling it out as a as a commercial product is that the way you'd say it at the moment? Oh, I think uh, well, our
1: plan is early twenty twenty two, Peter. Yeah, okay. and, and that is uh, reasonable. We've been in testing with InVision since um, earlier this year, so we're confident uh, in the technology. And um, as I say, in early twenty twenty two, we will make it um, generally available.
0: So the the company relies on getting a fair bit of computing power to enhance this artificial intelligent aspect of the technology and move towards is that is that a limiting factor or can you get access to this type of te- of uh, hardware
1: all our algorithms are developed in the cloud we use amazon web services which provides us with enormous compute power available 24-7 without the need for investment by us, by Atria, in hardware. And importantly, because the Salix software is deployed as a a software-as-a-service implementation from the cloud, there is no requirement for hardware to be purchased by the radiology practice, where they have their existing CT machines. Um, They are used. The scan images and data are transferred securely to the cloud where they're processed, and 15 minutes later, a full 3D interactive model of the patient's heart and their specific arteries, locations of disease, And a fully written report to international standards is delivered back to the uh, reporting clinician. The point of that is that there is no longer need for hardware implementation, as I say, either with us or with the um, radiology practice.
0: Yeah, so that sort of partially... Uh, answers my next question because it makes it pretty simple then for a, a clinic, no matter where they are in Bogota or Bolivia or Los Angeles, to basically log in and and gain access to this technology. So is that the, the business model that uh, clinics will judge that a a, a patient... Uh, needs this technology and they'll be able to pay per view as you, as, as you go or, you know, they'll pay per service. Is that the
1: way it works? A couple of points, Peter. Um, one, because it's in the cloud, it's ubiquitous. Wherever yeah. internet is available, it is available 24-7. Um, from our business model perspective, we have, let's say, virtually – unlimited scalability, we can deploy it where internet services avail- are available. And importantly, through our use of Amazon Web Services, we preserve data sovereignty where the medical data must remain in the nation within which it has been originated. That That's an important Perspective from the um, personal health information privacy um, perspective. Our business model actually offers customers a, an approach that one you mentioned, a paper scan. We also yeah. have a subscription model, which provides the practice with a fixed cost um, on a monthly subscription uh, payment um, to assess the scans that are running through their CT machines.
0: Yeah, oh, so it's a, that flexibility. Um, so, also, I note that in May this year, the company raised uh, $15 million from existing shareholders, as well as introducing some professional investment institutions. So, how is that capital being employed? by the company, uh, you know, over over the next uh, 12 or 18 months. That was focused
1: on further uh, product development and I will come back and talk about our future product in particularly the Salex coronary flow product, assessing blood flow non-invasively. So we're continuing product development, our IP protection, we have a Comprehensive intellectual property patenting program with a contracted patent attorney um, in house. Um, We have uh, three families um, of patents and multiple patents within um, each. The development of our market entry, uh, both within Australia, we have um, two people on the ground assessing market entry in the United States, and we have submitted our application for the Food and Drug Administration FDA regulatory approval in the United States. We're also yeah. applying for Health Canada, CE Mark in uh, Europe and uh, UK CA uh, in the United Kingdom. So the product development, the market entry and development and marketing, the um, uh, as I say, the regulatory approval applications uh, and also an important part of our model is the evidentiary backing for the product itself. And that goes to the research and the publication and the conference presentation program um, that we we have. And um, releasing those results in peer-reviewed journals is very important uh, in, in building awareness and credibility within the market.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the technology to be accepted uh, by clinicians will need to have and exposure via academic papers and presentations at uh, appropriate um, cardiology uh, conferences. So is that sort of underway? Has there been anything so far?
1: Yes. We um, actually were the runner-up abstract of the conference at the Society of Cardiovascular Computed Tomography uh, conference last year. Um, Our um, Chief Medical Officer describes that as the Olympics of such conferences, so we're very pleased with that. We had uh, presence uh, and presented a paper by a medical advisor, Dr. Abdul Rahman Adahid, at the Royal Australian and New Zealand College of Radiologists Conference, which was held last weekend in Australia. So we have an active program of uh, taking that out and extending the publication and research program.
0: Yeah, so does the uh, the company itself owe uh, royalties to any one particular person or is it all held within the company itself? It's a good question Peter we've been
1: very focused right from the beginning that all the IP is owned by Artria, well, owned by the shareholders, uh, and we've maintained that consistently through the course of development, and we will continue to do so in the future.
0: So, what would be any? Are there any limiting factors like you know industry acceptance, training of con- clinicians in the use of this uh, scanning, uh access to computer power? I mean, you, that you said that's not a, a limit because it's sort of unlimited in the cloud. Are there any other factors that you'd see, perhaps, uh, that you'd need to work on? Well, there are many challenges at this
1: stage of a company's lifestyle. Of course, I think. Timing is always important. Um, we are fortunate that the radiologists in particular uh, and the reporting cardiologists are very aware of the potential benefits from artificial intelligence. It's been talked about in the sector for a number of years, but there has been little delivery of working products we are fortunate in that the market is very aware of the potential benefits. We now have a working product and so we're going into a receptive market. Having, yeah. said, having said that, of course, we do have to get it into um, practices and um, that's a part of our marketing function naturally. To date, we have received positive feedback and positive uh, receptivity from both radiologists and cardiologists. Um, in fact, a leading cardiologist in Australia uh, said this is precisely what we are waiting for and have been waiting for for a number of years. So was very keen to implement the system.
0: So from a patient's point of view, they'll see nothing different. They'd get the normal CT scan. In 15 minutes, out comes a report saying everything is all good or no, we need to look at this particular part of this patient's heart. And then the clinician can take uh, you know action to try and prevent any Damage. One difference the patient will see is
1: the opportunity to sit down with their clinician and see the 3D interactive model of their heart and their coronary arteries and where the disease is located. Research suggests there's a better take up of diagnostic prescriptions by patients when they can see their own disease, as it were. And so that interactivity is an important trend, particularly in the radiology sector, where the clinicians can spend more time with their patients, talking them through the disease and then talking about the um, uh, treatment uh, regimes. Importantly, the fully written report to international standards is produced within 15 minutes, as I mentioned, which is faster than traditional practice and of course the ai doesn't get tired or make mistakes or go on holidays
0: yeah i know I've, i have similar experience when i've had pet scans and ct scans and it, sort of two days later you sit down with your specialist and it's interesting to actually actually see the the diagnostics yourself so i i can um, vouch for that that procedure so john that's a fascinating story for artria and it looks like you've really cracked what has been a a problem for the industry for decades and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing over the next uh, six to twelve months the technology with its artificial intelligence um, being uh, promoted and uh, and rolling out into surgeries around the world so thanks for coming in to stockhead today and and updating us on what is a fantastic homegrown uh, west australian-based technological breakthrough thank you peter